0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer tastic
1: Voyage. Hi,
0: everybody, and welcome to the special first anniversary edition of Beer Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And we are here to celebrate! Yay! Yay! Feliz cumpleaños a ti! I ran out of energy with the little party blower there, but it is... Our first anniversary. This is episode 52, gentlemen.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I can't believe 52 weeks. We haven't missed a week.
0: That's an error. I apologize. <laughs> That's what happens with YouTube and autoplay. I'm sorry.
1: So just so everyone's aware, we left episode 52 for the third episode that we're recording today. Yes. So this will hopefully be the entertaining dumpster fire that you've always wanted.
0: Yes. it It absolutely will be a dumpster fire because the first two that we recorded were not exactly low-alcohol beers by any stretch. No. No, not at all. And we have not just the final four for our Beer of the Year finalists ready to go today, but we also each brought our own special birthday gift beers. We did. So that one makes seven, by my mathematical reckonings, Ah, seven ah, beers ah, ah. for us to drink today.
1: Yes. So, um... I think we're going to start off by letting everyone know what our, um, by average rating for each of us, what our top four beers of the year have been. Let's get crowned. And uh, just to recap, our rating system in general, we uh, we rate beers on how much we want to drink essentially in one sitting. I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody's drinking a keg in one sitting. That's pretty much, I love this beer. I'm going to drink it all the time. So we go from a taster to a pint to a bomber, a growler, a 64-ounce growler to be specific.
0: Not those little squealer, growlet things. Especially not the Boston, Boston Rounds. Rounds. Which is oh. one, of, we have one in today. <laughs> we
1: do. And uh, finally, like I said, a keg. And uh, these ratings are what we think of the beer. We're not BJCP judges. We and um, we should try every single beer you come across, period.
0: Absolutely. Just stick it to my veins. So, the top four. So, what we did is we used the fantastic random number generating technology provided by the internet. To randomly assign numbers to the top four beers. Mark, do you have the list of what the ratings were? Yes, I have it. Mark has it handy. So Mark's going to read out what our top four beers were. Super
1: weird. Mark has a spreadsheet. Go for it. (laughs) Well,
2: I mean, I have to give credit to Kevin because he's the one that math or data entered most of this in here. And then I was just like, oh, spreadsheet. I have data. I (laughs) I have data that I can add formulas to. and References. Tabs. I can do this. So, you know, tied for the highest rated, we've got uh, Igosa In Your Mouth uh, from Spider Bite, along with a Brown's Oatmeal Stout. And then followed closely behind. Well, actually, bless bless you, Justin. Thank you. Again, we're only drinking the top four here. but, And it was partly limited to what is available to us. At this time, but tied for second place for highest rated, we've got Greenport Harbor's Leaf Pile, Blind Bat's Purgatory Porter, Long Ireland's Grandma's Kisses the Blueberry. Yes, yeah, the Blueberry. We've got Lanakai's Pillbox Porter, Barrage's Little Something, uh, Little Tease, I'm sorry. Not Little Something, that's, that's La- Lagunitas. Lagunitas. And. Oh, no, I went too far. That's it. So, that's tied for number two. So, today, in the battle of the two-beer, enter, one-beer, leave.
0: Yes, which we will be doing
2: not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> we have, it goes out uh, in your mouth, uh, Brown's Oatmeal Stout. In the first round. Oh, I didn't say Boris the Spider. Boris the Spider is uh, yes, tied for second. We, yeah, we have two Spider and we are drinking is. Boris the Spider tonight because Imperial Stout. We must. Yep. Exist. Exactly. And finally, rounding it out, we've got Leaf Pile. That's right. A, with a Greenport Harbor. Yes. So so we ra- excited. We've
1: randomly set up a bracket like NCAA style. So uh, what, what's our first round here?
2: So round number one, we have uh, Leaf Pile and Boris.
1: Okay. Okay. Excellent. So we have a, a pumpkin beer. Up against an Imperial Stout. Correct. Interesting. Interesting.
0: So, we, um, I think it's interesting that all these beers are from early on in our, uh, in early on in our adventure. Like, I feel like we hit home runs early in the season. And then, not that we slowed down or found bad beers, but, uh, um, I just think we got some really good ones to start
2: off with.
1: I, I definitely agree. I mean, it, these are, these it's were our, like, that. And yeah.
2: partly, I think we've, become a little bit more discernible
1: yeah that's that's yeah. what i was going to say exactly we had these are you know we also sort of started with our uh home bases so to speak places we had been before where we're slightly familiar with yeah and um we definitely picked beers that we knew like leaf piles one that i know kevin's always loved i really yes. enjoy it boris is one that you know we we've had we had previous to starting the podcast mm-hmm. and also i mean what i've told people as you know the Number of beers that we've drank, Jesus Christ.
0: What was our number for the, for the whole year? I don't know
1: 130 something.
0: or so, right? Almost 130, yeah. Different 130 individual beers.
2: Well, and not even counting those, those, those couple- are just beers that we drank and rated in a regular format episode. That's not even- exactly. That's not even taking into account the festivals we've attended and Brewer- the interviews we've done. Yeah, like the
1: Brewer's Collective where we basically yeah. drank everything on the board. Or right. the
0: um, Shotgun episodes that we did. Right. So I think it's pretty comfortable to say that we probably got close to almost 200 distinct beers.
1: It's definitely over 150. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I do think that over over that period of time, for me to say super wow to a beer, has, it's definitely, the, the bar was raised over the period of time. So year two will be very interesting.
0: So let's start um going first is Leaf Pile, which is awesomely now available in six packs all over the place. So I'm happy about that.
1: Yeah, I mean I can say that uh you know, this is one of Kevin and I's um favorite beers. Kevin in particular loves, loves, loves this beer. So what were Mark, what were our ratings the when we did this episode? Hang
2: on, cause my phone
1: screen turned off.
0: It's still good, man. It's still so
1: good. It is. So
2: when we originally drank this back in episode five, I rated it a growler. Kevin gave it a keg, and Justin, you also gave it a growler. So, I mean, just taking the first
0: sip, and this is the first one that I've had this season. As you know, as October beers, as you know, Oktoberfest beers and fall beers are starting to come out into supermarkets. This is the first one that I've had of the season, and to be. Uh, To recognize, this one is coming out of a bottle from a supermarket and not from the brewery itself. So, it's a little bit different.
1: Probably has a
2: little bit more age
1: on it. Yeah, I I agree. The the spice on it is not quite as nice.
2: It's also a lie because I know. But pumpkins aren't ripe yet. Yes.
0: Yes, I know that. But
1: Mark is very persnickety about his pumpkin beers. That's right, I am. Indeed, but you do. You still get the you know the typical spices you're looking for. What I notice yep. in this versus getting it from the brewery, though, is it's a tad bit of harshness on the back.
0: Yeah, it's a little sharper. It doesn't seem quite as um as full and me- and mellow as it's, it seems to stick out in my head. Um, That's because you didn't
2: sugar your glass.
0: All right, we're not getting into that fight right now. Sure Here we are. <laughs> no, this is a party. We're gonna be happy. All right, and if you keep going with this, I'm gonna shove this party, like blower thing, up your ass. <laughs> All right, to you. Sir. I don't know.
1: I don't know how we got party blowers, which I don't know what the fuck they're actually called. What,
0: what do you, uh, uh, what's the what's the package even called? I don't no, know. Those party hats. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't have the top to the party know. blower thing. But, you, but you everybody know, the, knows the, the stupid the, things. Yeah, with what I'm talking about the kazoo looking things that yeah, have a little. Which logo I on cheaped it. out and got the ones that don't even have the kazoo end on it. So I apologize. Um. Um so how do we want to do it? Do we want to rate these again or do we just want to I think go we have to the to do, next beer and then kind of Yeah, compare. I think we have to do a
1: little bit of a side a little bit of a quote like relatively side by side comparison. Okay. We're we're super uh, professional here. We're just doing this on the fly. Hey. Okay.
0: As we have established earlier, we do it live. We, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it we want it do it live. live. Exactly. So, I'm going um, Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. Mark, You've what are taught
2: you taught me many things.
0: Mark, what are your feelings on it as far as uh, taste versus what you remember tasting it like?
2: Well, I mean the the big thing for me with leaf pile is I've since had squash buckler from Brickhouse. Okay, and I vastly prefer that. The squash buckler, yeah. The leaf pile, I Kevin. I remember you being somewhat dismayed in having the squash buckler because you were like, "I love leaf pile," and then you were like, "I feel like a terrible person now because yes. I like this better." than I do recall that.
0: I I do recall that. I think that was maybe the episode next or... Yeah, I think
2: it was. They were were in the same recording session. Yeah.
0: Um, I did kind of feel like I was cheating on Leaf Pile. A little bit. But let's let's pour out the the Leaf Pile's challenger of Boris the Spider. And Boris the Spider is brewed by our buddy Larry over at Spider Bite. It is his uh, Russian Imperial Stout. He Multiple just, award-winning. I was going to say, his award-winning Russian Imperial. He shot. just...
1: And, and, you know, for those of you, those, like, seven of you that listened to the uh, Shotgun episode of it... don't actually, no, this was the the Bourbon Barrel Age version, I think, was part of our New Year's... Uh, it was the year-end special. Yeah, the, the year-end special for 2016. And that was
0: also won gold medal.
1: Yes, it just recently won a gold medal. And I will say that um, ha- that beer is special. And if anyone has a bottle of it, you should... Cherish it and hold on to it and open it at a special occasion.
0: Yes. Um, well, pouring out the Boris, it looks it looks just as pretty as I remember it to be. Oh my God! Um, it's still black as night. It's got that
2: nice, you know, roasted caramel. It's that got was- great coffee
1: and chocolate aroma. Oh yeah. Three people drinking the the makings of best radio, oh. but. Yeah, it, but it's so you get the, good. You get the chocolate and um, that sweetness at the end, like the caramel. Yeah, and then as you let it sit after you have swallowed, you get the the little bit of roast in the back of my throat. Yep, and uh, that roast just sets you up. I want some more sweetness, and you take another sip. What's the? Uh, let me let me. I don't remember exactly what it is. I know. I think it's about ten percent, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: a, it's it's a hefty beer.
1: It is a hefty beer, but at the same time, that roast kind of doesn't give me that alcohol. No, Finish. there's no alcohol burned. No, and not that, at all.
0: But you do get that it's magical some warmth, kind of yeah. warmer, that warmth feeling in your, uh, in your, in your belly. Yeah, as it's as it's going down, it you gives feel, you the
1: warm and fuzzies. Yes. Yeah. You,
0: you lose the feeling in your toes. If
1: if there were a, cr- a crushable ten percent beer, this would be it. Totes. <laughs> oh my God, Mark went uh, full like thirteen year old girl right there.
0: Now this one is just as good as I remember it, and um. It's it's just so. I and mean, this one we are drinking out of a growler that we I guess you guys picked up the other day, right? Yesterday, yesterday, yep. Um, it's just as good, man. It's it really is.
2: It's a fantastic beer, and it it is it seriously become like a standby for me. Like yeah. when I'm heading out somewhere and picking up beer or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to get like pleasantly inebriated. There you go. Because <laughs> it, it comes in a four pack, right? Yes. So, if you're buying the four pack, it's still less than four Blitzens. There
1: you go. Everything on the planet is less than four Blitzens. We talked about this in a previous episode. At 15.8, your Blitzen is like two of most everything and at least 10% more than everything else. <laughs> Like, I don't know what like what depth of hell you conjured Blitzen out of, but it was that. I mean, in a special way. Like, I want three of them. Three of them for me was the right number. I do outweigh you by a hundred pounds, so like that's part of it.
0: I think I had two, and I was, you were
1: you were jacked,
0: and I was really. I, I also had a bit more of the champagne than you guys did. Oh, I hate champagne, so yeah, you definitely didn't yeah,
2: that big on champagne either. But um, anyway, so hence why Boris is in yeah. inebriation. Because the cool, the cool it'll part get is... me it'll get me pleasantly drunk, but not to the point where I, I am blacked out
1: or falling out of chairs. Solid. The cool part about Boris also is it's available year round. I mean, yeah, you can almost it's distributed. You can you know, much well, like Leaf Pot. Exactly, and, that,
2: and that's part of the reason why it's become a standby for me because I can walk into a beer distributor or even some supermarkets and never seen in a supermarket. Pick up a four pack.
0: What, like, you go to a best market, you find it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Sometimes More. they sometimes yeah. they have it in, like, some of the larger ones where they have the really nice, yeah, large beer. The craft beer. World of beer, World. or whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah. The best. Mar-
0: I gotta say, as far as craft beer selection goes, and for a guy that works in supermarkets, I check them all out. Um, best market has, nine times out of ten, has the best craft beer selection. Prices aren't always the greatest, but has the best selection by far yeah. of all the major chains on Long Island. I would I would agree. I
1: would definitely agree. The rare occasion I go in there that's definitely what I've noticed. So, I think that at now that we've had both Boris and Leaf Pile, the yes. two the, the the two first rounders that we're going for now, I think that we essentially do a vote. You know, we we there's three of us, so there won't yep. be a tie. Yep, that's true. So, my feeling on it is I'm, I'm thinking of Leaf Pile both in this bottle that we've had it now as well as what I've encountered when I've had it at the, directly at the brewery poured right into my glass. It is a really great beer, and I could probably drink a bunch of them. That being said, style-wise for me, my personal preference, I'm going to pick Boris because I, I, I enjoy that style of beer more than a pumpkin beer. That's pretty much what it comes down to. They're both of relatively equal quality, but my preference would go to Boris.
2: Oh, I mean, totally. It's, I mean, it's not really even a contest as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, pretty much any beer that gets put up against Boris is going to lose the bars, in my honest opinion. Especially a pumpkin beer. And again, Leaf Pile. It's pretty good. My wife likes it. So, you know what? I'll buy it occasionally. I may drink it occasionally. But... I'm just not big on pumpkin spice beers. Imperial stats, however? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I. This
0: one is. I'll have another. This one's a tough one for me because I'm choosing between two that I particularly love. Um, and I think I have to go with Boris over the Leaf Pile. Um, Leaf Pile is still one of my preferred pumpkin beers. Um, I will try them all. I am I'm I feel no shame in sitting there and saying I will try every one of the pumpkin beers. Me out too. I'm the same. Not worried about it. Um, there's It definitely makes my top two or three ones that I really enjoy. But Boris the Spider is one of the best Imperial Stouts I've ever had. And it's one of my favorite ones to recommend to people that like Imperial. Even people that like Imperial Stouts, I tell them to go find it one of my coworkers that I, I was telling to go find this for months. He finally found it. He came into me one day. He goes, dude, I finally found Boris. It was so good. It was exactly what you said. I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I think, um, by unanimous decision, the first round goes to, uh, first semi goes to Boris.
1: Yes. All I, right. I agree. That being said, I am, I'm hopefully we make it out to Greenport pretty relatively soon. Maybe when, uh, we do uh, if we do pumpkin picking this year, maybe we'll uh, stop by Greenport, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, I still
0: have a little bit more of this in my glass, so I want to finish it up. I'm not quite ready to pound this yet. Um, what's uh, what's let's talk about what our next um semi is going to be set up as.
2: Well, so the the next round is going to be, the Browns Oatmeal Stout up against. Uh, spider bites it goes in your mouth. Yeah,
1: right. so we yeah we had two from spider bite. So, so we have the goza. Funny That's story
2: about it goes in your mouth. All right. Oh, you got to tell us about this. Go for it. So you know Justin and I were hanging out at Spider Bite yesterday afternoon for a little while because uh, Justin didn't have work and I got to work out, out of work early because the holiday weekend. Two are fucking slaggers. <laughs> Whatever.
0: I'm just, let me let me wallow.
2: And uh, Larry was telling us a story about how he's had several people come in to the brewery and order the, it goes in your mother. <laughs> goes <laughs> in your mother.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> it goes in your mother. Nice. Which
2: is pretty funny. And then uh, as a semi-related note to you know, people misreading, mispronouncing things on the board, he was talking about, uh, you know, he recently did a collaboration with uh, Barrage, and was somebody else involved in that? I wasn't one hundred percent. sure. I'm, I'm not sure either. I know it was the least two of them.
0: It was, was that the Bellport one?
1: No no, 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 no. This was a this was a double IPA. Oh,
2: okay. It was a like a New England. No, oh, right, New England IPA. New England Cold, type IPA yeah. called Bro, but it was B O with a line over it. B R. You missed the R. B R
1: B-R and I then I an can't o. spell
2: things unless I write them out. <laughs> but anyway, you gotta so... write it on the back of your name tag like the kids in the spelling bee. B
1: R O W with a line over the top of the O.
2: Right. Okay. So Larry's talking about how he wants to get together with Steve again and make an Imperial version of it and put an I in front of it so that people will eyebrow. order the eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Which I thought was pretty great. Yeah. And I really hope that they do that, because it, it it's just fantastic.
1: I do, too. I mean, what's interesting here, I mean, as a note for the, the the people at home, obviously, we're putting some styles... I mean, we're putting these things up against each other. They're 2 tall. They're all... Actually, there's not one, you know, same style in here, which is actually pretty interesting in and of itself. Although, I would definitely say, knowing us, a Russian Imperial Stout, an Oatmeal Stout... I, guess, I mean, I guess we have two Stouts, technically, but... And then uh, a goza and a uh, uh, and a pumpkin beer. Kinda I would speaks I, to our style. Yeah, I would say you're pretty much at the ballpark here. I mean, I, I would like to get an average rating of our IPAs. <laughs> I would say they're probably somewhere around a pint.
0: Yeah, um, I think if you dug into it, you'd still see those um, lower, definitely lower than oh, the ones yeah. that we, pardon me, traditionally rate higher, but. Yeah, I think I think these are four distinctly different beers. You know, they're, they're, they're not too similar. No,
1: they're, they're definitely not. I mean, a Russian Imperial Stout and an Oatmeal Stout, while they're both stouts, yeah. are definitely very different.
0: Agreed. Um, so, our next up is... Which one do we want to go first with? Do we want to go with the Oatmeal, or do we want to go with the Goza? I would say
1: the Oatmeal, right? I think the, yeah, the Oatmeal is too. Yeah.
0: All right. So, um... I don't know if I had bottles last time. We did. It was bottles last um, time, yeah. But I have cans this time, which I am perfectly okay with the fact that my father-in-law has gotten into the habit of uh, bringing me a six-pack of Brown's Oatmeal Stout whenever he comes to visit, uh, that, Yeah, he's like, in the neighborhood up there, and I am, I'm very happy to let him continue doing that. Oh, yeah. That's totally... Um, I'm happy that they're canning too, though. That makes me. I'm, I'm happy that they're doing that. W- cans. Do you want some
1: more? I know you got a little short point. No, no, no I'm, you're I'm, good. I'm okay. okay,
0: I'm. I'm good on that. I have. Right. I have four. I have four more of these
1: at all. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> fuck you then.
0: Uh- <laughs> um, yeah. Still, uh, nice and dark, and a really strong roast nose
2: in there. Not anywhere near the alcohol aroma that Boris has, but.
1: No. Yeah, but, it's going to be interesting backing up Boris with the oatmeal style. We're going to have to like kind of really. Yeah, our palates are going I, to have to pay attention. I think
0: we have to consciously recognize that these are not these are not connected. We right. need to separate them in our brain a little bit. Mark, get upstairs, whip us up some soft pretzels real quick, so that way we have something to. <laughs> with cleanse with the I pal- do have two in the freezer with
1: dipping sauce and other accoutrements. <laughs> That's right. Well, I have beer mustard.
0: Oh I pretty much God. always have beer mustard. I know you, you do.
1: do. Jesus Christ.
0: Or make me some uh, beer waffles to clear things out a little bit.
1: (laughs) I had a friend once a while ago say that, you know, you should be able to marry your friends. Like, not in like a normal husband and wife way, like where you have kids. But you should be able to like marry your friends because you almost always have more in common with your friends than you do your wife. Like most people do. (laughs) I I mean, I have more in common with you than I do my wife. I have a lot in common with my wife. But the fact that you have Beer mustard on hand At all times You cook uh, Almost everything with beer You make pancakes And stuff for breakfast My wife hates breakfast food She hates it Um, You leave her right now No I'm kidding (laughs) No no absolutely not I would never say that No my god She's the only person In the world Who will love me As much as she does But (laughs) the uh, I I feel like we're uh, Like Husbands for each other I don't know what I offer you at all But I will (laughs) I will trap you in a cave And make you Make me pancakes Two words Right
0: Dem titties (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah, episode That's three That's what you offer Excellent, you episode offer. three um, um, So, all so right.
0: let's, drink, let's drink some Now that we've cleansed the palate and dirtied our minds Let's, yes. uh, let's have a little sip of the, uh,
2: of the oatmeal stout
1: So I had some of the oatmeal stout And what I love about this particular oatmeal stout Is its ability to be both smooth and roasty
2: Yeah, it's damn good <sighs> this It's is still really smooth good, It's very uh, Velvety
1: On the palate there you go. Oatmeal stout is like near and dear to my heart because this my second beer I ever brewed was an oatmeal stout, and while I don't think it was a particularly good oatmeal stout, it was the first beer I made that I drank and was like, "That's cool, like I made that." It's also the first beer that you brewed more than once, right? And I haven't tasted the second version yet, okay. and it's also the beer that I want to I want to make for competition. So I try almost every oatmeal stout I can come across, and there haven't been too many that have come near this one.
0: No, I mean the browns oatmeal stout is a gold medal oatmeal stout i think it was at the jbf
1: i believe it's so
0: yes um, it was a couple years back but it was it is a really great beer it, it's fantastic and it's this is the oatmeal stout that i hold up to that i hold all other oatmeal stouts up to yes when when i go and try it and i try to i try to sit there and say okay listen it's not that one but let me see how good it is but this is really my Benchmark oatmeal stout beer. It really is. Um, kind of like how Boris is is my bo- benchmark for Russians.
2: Oh, I'm definitely... It's up there. I Going back to Boris just for a minute. Yeah. Prior to having Boris, the only other Russian imperial stout I've ever had was uh, Old Rasputin.
0: Yeah, that one's that one's got the boozy going on. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Old Rasputin is definitely much more harsh. Yes, and I have no other way of putting it. Both it's both the hop character of the beer and also the out the heat or hotness of the alcohol content right. in it. Yeah. So that when the first time I had Boris the Spider, I was amazed at how pleasant. And drinkable it was
0: right um i understand exactly where you're coming from with that and um i think i had had one or i feel like i've had another one i don't know the name of it like before we really started getting into drinking them i feel like i had had another russian imperial stout and had a very similar experience of it being very boozy very strong and frankly kicking my ass way more than i wanted to <laughs> um but we've moved. But moving back to the oatmeal stout, I haven't had it out of the cans yet. This is the first one I've had out of the can, and it tastes just as good.
1: Oh, it's the same. I mean, it, it, I, there's no no difference.
0: I think it's great. Um, I'm incredibly happy that they're canning and have it available that way. Hopefully, that means it starts to shuffle its way a little further south to us now. That would be nice. Um, I would really enjoy that. And as if I'm remembering the goza in your mouth correctly, it's going to have a hard time beating the brown's oatmeal.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's hard to hard to explain it more than it's smooth and somehow simultaneously roasty. Like Samuel Smith's um, oatmeal stout is probably my second favorite oatmeal stout. It's a very very good one. Insanely different. There's relatively no roast to it, and and because I've been doing this for competition in the style guidelines, there's there's allowances for roast in the oatmeal stout, and then. You can have no roast. Also, it's you know, right. there's a very broad range of roastiness in that you know range. So you both are oatmeal stouts, but the uh, I tend to I tend to prefer the little bit of the little bit of roast. And it's also not astringent either. Like my no, oatmeal stout was roasty, not, no. but I had a lot of astringency. Yes. And this this completely did away with this that.
2: Is, yeah, the brown the Browns has the roast, but it is super smooth. It doesn't have the astringency that comes in late in the Right. And a sip.
0: Um, to me, this if I'm remembering the Sam Smith, um, the Samuel Smith the right way, um, I recall it being pretty soft and missing a little bit of that bite.
1: Oh, there's almost um, no bite. It's just you know, full smooth. Yeah,
0: that though, it's very good. And um, been at a number of restaurants, and they seem to have that one available. And like a Sam Smith with a, with a good steak, like. That's a great meal. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, I think I like browns better. I yeah.
2: really do. And But Sam Smith is a... I mean, I'm I'm fairly certain I must have drank in the Samuel Smith one at some point in time. Yeah, I mean... It's like but- kind of
1: gold leaf on the bottle cap. At some point, you were like, I need the bling.
2: <laughs> no, I, I know I've never bought it myself. Oh, okay. But I'm sure at your house or your house, I've had it. Yes, I'm sure. But... I cannot recall specifically that experience from my mind. Yeah. All right. Well, let me finish
0: this up real quick, and why don't you guys pour out the uh, the Goza. I think Justin's the only one that's empty right there. I'm enjoying this too much.
1: Yeah, the... Um, to, uh,
0: to see how the Goza stacks up here.
1: Now, here's something interesting. All the beers we've had so far, I remember like the back of my hand. This one I don't remember. Um, I've only had it the one time. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it was obviously when we, when we um, had it on the last, the other, the previous episode. I thought oh. you had a pint yesterday. No, uh, I didn't. I go. had the. Uh, um, I don't remember what I had, but no, I didn't. I didn't have this, and I.
2: You had Brady McRae face. What was the other one that you had? The Grisette. Yeah. I, oh, that's when right.
0: I stopped in to pick that up, and I saw that there was Brady McRae face still on there. I almost bought another growler just to fill that with that
1: yeah i know that was um <laughs> i was i almost got that for uh what we what we'll get to later is our uh our secret um our gift beers our you, gift
2: beers we didn't drink that on the podcast though right no no but that is spectacular
1: yeah they the the they have a spider-edges beer called bready McBreadface. and um that's a, a very good beer as well i can't quite remember it but the bready Rye face I never Especially. had
2: Brady McBreadface. face. I've okay. only had Brady McRide face. But Brady McRide face is a fantastic sessionable beer.
1: Yeah, it's four. like I think it's 4.2%. It's in
2: an, yeah, it's an extra special bitter.
1: Oh, that's a is style that I had no idea. Yeah, it's an ESB. Oh, yeah. wow.
0: Um to me when I drank it, it re- that one reminded me a lot of Yingling Lager.
1: See, I don't get that at all, but. I haven't had yelling recently enough to, um, to know. I mean,
0: it really reminded me of that, and but sessionable by far. Like, um, Justin and I had stopped by there once, and we were just stopping in to pick up a ground. And he goes, okay, we're going to have a pint real quick, and got that, and it was so easy to crush that pint. So know, I'm just like, man, we could just stay here for another couple of hours and. Keep drinking these. The rye
1: really, like, really comes out in that beer. When you drink it, you're like, "Oh yeah, there's rye in this." <laughs> yeah. Not in a in a uh, overly powerful way, but. No, but it
2: certainly adds a certain something, something. Yeah, a little depth to it that you only
1: get from rye in a beer. And speaking of a little something something, when you smell this right away, you're like, "Hmm." Yeah. There's a this little isn't, funk going on. This around. isn't this isn't your average beer.
0: Yeah, it is very light. It's uh just as a reminder. I mean, it is very light. It's hazy. But it's a straw color, pale straw kind of color. And but yeah, as soon as you take a whiff of it, man, that it's there, that funk's there.
1: Yeah, that little that little end bite. So like uh, you know, uh, your standard goza is basically salt and coriander, right? That's yes. the that's the idea. So the finish on this beer, you know, on, on this beer, not necessarily this beer, but on a general goza is going to be This is the way harder semi man. It's gonna be salty, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's a very interesting style of beer and this is one of those things that when someone doesn't like a beer like i had a friend over the house pretty recently you guys will probably meet him tomorrow how much should he pay him <laughs> <laughs> it's a new friend which i know you don't like kevin but okay. so uh he said he didn't necessarily like beer so i gave him a goza and i'm not saying he liked it but at bare minimum it's it's a very different thing this is along the lines of a sour this is a question i have for mark is a goza a sour no right it's different mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it is, but most Gozas are produced as, you know, kettle-soured beers. Gotcha. As opposed to mixed culture fermentations.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you guys can look forward to an episode in the future where we, we do Reaver Beach, which we do three sour beers. So you can check that out in a couple of weeks.
3: Well,
0: I gotta say, I think I... I don't know if anyone heard me, you know, kind of mention it in passing there, but this is the way harder semi. Yeah. Between the two. Yeah, um,
2: th- this is a really
0: difficult um choice this it goes in your mouth it's so good it's so clean and it's so far opposite the style of what we just drank
2: yeah both are phenomenal in their own right it's just
1: uh. it's, it's hard to pick now What's interesting to me is that this I would call an approachable goza. Like you guys have both had the Westbrook goza, or at least a version of it. I know. Yeah, I yeah.
0: I really like the Westbrook goza.
1: The Westbrook goza finishes like like salt water.
0: Yeah, it feels like you just came up out of the beach. Yeah, out of the, out of the ocean.
1: This is a much more um, uh, uh, simpler finish. I mean, it's not as I'm uh, sorry, less harsh. That's a better way to put it. It's a much uh, cleaner finish than that. Yeah. That being said, it's still definitely a goza. And immensely drinkable. This is, this to me is a great beach beer.
0: Yeah. You bring, if you, um, don't bring glass onto the beach, but if you get a, you know, a Crowler of this and bring it onto the beach.
2: Hint, hint, Larry. Hint, (sighs) right.
0: (laughs) Yes, Larry, Larry in a Crowler (laughs) machine. Um, it's really good. And this would be spot on for there.
2: Or, you know what? Don't, you know, if you don't want to go for the whole Crowler machine, just, you know, four packs of 16 ounce cans (laughs) or
0: just plastic jugs um it's so good and i really um it's really light and crisp and that first hit is a little bit sour and then the saltiness just a a touch of it
2: saltiness in the back but
0: nothing to the point where there's no pucker there's no point where you're going oh my god you don't fry out the the taste buds on any one flavor it hits it just right where it cleans it off and goes, oh, I want a little bit more.
1: That's a great way of putting it. I just took a little bit bigger of a sip than usual and kind of coated my whole tongue, the bottom, everything. And sometimes when you do that with with anything, but a particular beer or something carbonated, one part of your tongue will kind of light up and be like, oh, my God, what just happened there? Yeah. You don't get that at all. No. It, it's it's so clean.
0: Oh, I, um, I mean, I... I can't keep sa- i I want to keep saying wonderful things about it, but I can't i can't yeah we i think
1: him. we've I think we've exhausted that I think it's uh, come time for the tough decisions,
0: yeah, I think it is time for the really tough decisions, so I'm gonna put mark on the spot first <laughs> Mark, are you going with Browns, or are you going with the goza? I'm gonna go with the goza, okay, how about you, justin?
1: It's tough um wow, man.
0: I feel like we should have done blind ballots. So we don't feel bad about each
1: other. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> it's uh it's very it's very difficult for me. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the. Um, I'm gonna go with the Browns. The, I love this beer, mm. but I that particular style oatmeal stout is kind of near and dear to my heart, and I, I, I like how how good that is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that.
0: Um, I mean for me. It is... It's a very, very hard decision. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. Because... Just because of how much... How great the beer is. And how over the course of years now... I've been having this beer pretty... As, as often as I can. Probably for four or five years now. And I keep coming back. And it's consistently awesome. And... This one is just as good, and it's one of those beers that really made me love craft beer, and so I've got to give the shout to Browns on this one. Even though this Goza might be my, this one's going to be miscongeniality. This one's going to be my be- my best of <laughs> my best that didn't win. This is the Goza.
1: Now, interesting thing about Browns: were you aware of the existence of the double oatmeal stout?
0: Um. Feel like I may have saw that when we were doing the when I was doing the homework for the episode. I have not experienced it.
1: Yes, I would say that to ask your uh, your father in law that if he can come across the double oatmeal stout that yeah. I think we would love to have that. Well,
0: the um, I'll be going up that way in a couple weeks Ooh. for a um, a fall vacation, and um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to stop in there, and I'll try to see if I can find some uh, some double. If I can get it in a can or a bottle, a can, I will yeah. get it. Um, you know, obviously, I will say they also are the home of the coolest growler that I own.
1: Oh yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. giant flip top thing, right? Yeah,
0: which is basically which is an oversized, you know, sixty four ounce flip top lid.
1: We well, think we threw a picture of that thing in yeah. the uh, the it last is, the episode. It, yeah,
0: it's very cool. I love that thing.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, before you, I am a little <laughs> jealous of it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk later. But I have a couple of requests. Okay. All right. All
0: right. We'll we'll set up the shopping list for as I go
2: north. So you now.
1: So that kind of so action.
0: the fi- what so Mark the final is set as.
2: Well, we've got the Browns Oatmeal Stout versus Boris, the Imperial Russian Stout.
1: So, I I think that we may have been able to call it that the the final two were dark because I mean yeah. I know we all we, we no can all agree gosh, on that, yeah. but um do we want to uh, to drink them again?
0: Um, we cannot drink. I did not bring a second can. Oh, of okay. Browns. That's fine. I'm sorry. Don't worry about um, it. I'm hoarding them. That's.
1: I don't blame um, you, Bleeby. If I only had four of them, I wouldn't bring another one either.
2: Um, I I honestly I don't need to drink them again. I'm yeah. still drinking the Gozo, but. I feel similarly you know, to you. That's why a, I asked. In a fight to the death of Brown's oatmeal stout versus Boris, the Russian imperial stout, Boris wins.
1: Oh, we have we have we have we have an early vote from Mark. How do you feel about this, Kevin?
2: Um
0: I think the two big factors for me is I think Boris is I think overall Boris might be the better beer. I think Browns is by far the more drinkable beer. And since we're always judging on how much of the beer that we want to drink, going to drink more volume of the browns oatmeal stout um i disagree volume I'm, I'm going solely on volume here uh, i know i know um, <laughs> i would drink more volume of forest than you, browns i think we've proven over the this year and in the how many years have we known each other now 1996 oh God, right? so forever 20, so 21 years or so isn't it more than that um no i think it's like sixth grade
1: no, I love you more. No, I love you more, man. Yeah. It's been a long fucking time for the yeah. two of you.
0: Um, but anyway, I think we've proven that you have the
2: more fortitude and consumption. Um, I have the greater constitution,
1: yes. except when it comes to vodka. Roll
2: for initiative. Yes,
0: <laughs> there you go. And then, wow. Uh, and then we use Scott. And then we use liquor. And Mark goes. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, just uh, yeah, dry. Whenever, dry you, whenever, it whenever to his your bathroom. dad breaks out the liquor is when <laughs> I. Uh,
2: that that's when it goes everything sideways I, that's right. when i don't remember anything there you go um
0: man i think i have to give my vote to browns on this one
1: so honestly for me it's a little it's it's a little frankly too easy boris to me is the better of the two beers again i'm gonna drink a crap load of that right i want some to come home with you for me Right. but uh I love Russian Imperial Stouts. It's it's over the style-wise. Um, I mean, if I could brew a Russian Imperial Stout more often then I, I would, but obviously it takes forever, and yeah. the grain bill is gigantic. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna be brewing the oatmeal stout and trying to perfect that, but um, honestly, Boris intimidates me enough where I don't even want to try to perfect a Russian Imperial Stout because I think it's right there.
2: Yeah, but we're still going to take a stab at that.
1: We are. We are. We are, and then I, I'm going to bring it to Larry
2: and ask him to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> please let me know I think when you're doing the brew day on that. I really want to be here.
3: for
0: this. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll work that out. Um, listen, I am not in any way upset that Boris stopped the, the pop top Browns, but I just, th- it's there's, it's such a fantastic, it, it's really hard to choose between two fantastic beers like that. And now I'm kind of see, and as my first official judging role, I now see why that they keep them to their own, um, categories their own categories yeah it's very that way they can both win
1: (laughs) yeah it um you get a medal and you get a medal (laughs) thanks oprah
0: everybody gets a medal. check
1: underneath your seat everybody's gonna find a medal oh my god (laughs) you get a paycheck and you get a paycheck (laughs) i i have to i have to tell the audience that being here and listening to the headphones like i'm the only one that feels your pain so like (laughs) we're we're together with I'm with you and we're against them. That's sort of how this is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm. I mean, it's Boris. How could you? How right. could it not win? Hey. So it'll be interesting to see what we do over the next, um, you know, year. Yeah. Next year of of, uh, of our quote unquote rating system. You know, again, I I tend to mock the rating system because I feel almost bad rating anything. I mean, I'm right. rating it on how much I like it. I can't express that more. I never want someone to ever tell us, "Well, you know, you guys rated it a, a pint, so I didn't try it." That would make me really sad. So, drink all of the beers that we drink. Drink other ones and tell us what your ratings are. Yes,
2: if we've taught you anything, if you're still listening to us, <laughs> and we've taught you anything, it's drink all of the beer. Drink all the beers is pro- should probably be our our life
0: motto.
1: We should drink. probably have that as a tagline yeah. on the website we so so Just drink the all the beers. Yeah,
2: drink all the beers. You will enjoy some more than others, but drink them all. Yeah, you gotta
0: try try them all. Um, You know, to to paraphrase the uh, the the Pokemon,
3: gotta
0: gotta catch them them all. all. You gotta try them all.
1: So along those lines, um, we were each tasked with bringing a special secret beer. So the the goal was to have something that we had never had before. I personally wanted to bring something local, um, but. We, along with that, I think each of us have a... Uh, I don't remember uh, ever agreeing to anything local, so... I know. It's okay. It's totally okay. I'm good with that. We texted it's about we texted about this. Uh, my personal goal was to bring something local. And, um, you know, we each also obviously have learned a little bit about beer and doing podcasts and what this whole thing was going to be like. So I think we kind of each have a little... What we're going to call our deep thought.
0: There you go. <laughs> um. 42.
1: I knew that was. I, I'm right. not even kidding. I knew that was coming. Like I, the second I said "deep thought," I knew it was it was coming. You're referring to the barley wine, right? No, no. I, I know that. I know that too. You could have just said yes, though.
2: You know the barley wine is referencing. Yes, we know I think the trilogy consisting of five books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Joke. That's basic. All right, so who's got the towel? It's on the table yeah i forgot about that never mind all right so um who wants so first off can we get a big round of applause and congratulate Boris for being peer of the year for absolutely voyage? right
1: which you know we'll we'll put together some sort of meaningless trinket and bring it over there exactly so which i expect to be summarily spl- burned
0: <laughs> either burned or proudly presented Pr- for all patrons to see and go what the hell is that? Be yeah, like junk? hung up, I, in, pretty... hung up in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd be. All, I, mean, I would be even more proud of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Larry, Larry has—I don't know—at least a what? minimum of six medals. I would D- say listen, at this point.
1: I know of six, so there's got to be more. gentlemen.
2: As you know, it's a major award.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, the beer testing voyage, beer of the year. Larry it's has my major powers. award. Yes.
1: Tens of people will know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin's gonna gonna throw out his deep thought first and um also tell us what kind what which beer he brought. I can tell it's from Brooklyn. I see local too. I've definitely seen this beer before, but I don't I'm pretty sure it's dark, but I don't know much more about it.
2: So um I know it's not Srirachi Yeah, I'm not
1: a
0: huge fan of the Sriracha Ace. Um, I brought that to a party at your house one day. I was so sad. So, (laughs) Brooklyn Brewing is... I might bring a bottle to a party at your house tomorrow. No, you won't. (laughs) Brooklyn Brewing is on the high end of the craft brewing spectrum, as far as volume-wise. I want to say, when we looked it up earlier in the year, they were number, I think, 10 in the country
1: yeah that was our infamous math episode uh yeah
0: which i apologize again (laughs) to everybody of how many swimming pools of beer are created um by the various brewers but um but brooklyn brewing is it's we it falls into that weird category of since it's the city it's only 60 miles away yet it feels like forever away yeah um it
1: thank you lie and long island railroad oh god fucking cesspools
2: it's people that don't live on Long Island. They're like, yeah, but how far away is it? And you're like, mm, it I don't makes know. absolutely like, no difference. They don't understand that it's in hour miles, to two, but it's two and, and they're and like, half yeah, hours. but how many miles is it? Oh, thirty. What? Yeah, yeah and for
1: and, and for half of that you're going sixty five miles an hour, and, and for like, the other like half you're vitally. going fifteen. <laughs> um.
0: So Brooklyn Local Two is uh, is a Belgian dark dark ale. It's dark, Belgian dark sugar, raw wildflower honey. New York Family Farm created Brooklyn Local 2 our special Belgian yeast adds hints of spice to the dark fruit caramel and chocolate flavors after 100% bottle re-fermentation the beer beer reveals a marvelous dry complexity enjoyable by itself or at the dinner table so figured let's try this one out Um, I've definitely seen this before and I wanted it and I haven't and I don't remember what it was like but I feel like now I will like it more or at least understand it more Whoa. Ooh, that was a good one.
1: A little smoke coming out of the cork yeah, there. I love
0: that. So um a couple beers in, I cannot remember what my deep thought was gonna be earlier in the when we talked about it, Justin. Do I don't recall really,
1: No, I I don't. Um but oh
0: now I recall. There you go. There you go. See pouring beer light bulb. Beer. Pouring light bulb. Pouring beer helps me think. It really does. So my thought to you gentlemen is what is something that how is how do you feel your palate has really evolved and changed over the course of the 150 plus beers that we've that we've tried is there a beer variety that you found that you go man I never thought I would enjoy this just do you guys recognize as much as I do how much your palates have evolved in appreciating beers.
2: I'm honestly not certain that my palate has evolved in any measurable way. But what I can say is is that I have been surprised at the great variety of different IPAs that are available and the flavor profiles and bitterness and everything... You know, I've learned to understand that IPAs are a spectrum. Okay, and not everything is seventy IPUs, bitter as fuck, punch you in the face, and it's then a teabag you. IPA, with, and then teabag you with dankness. Right. <laughs> yes. There have been many pleasant surprises. It's going be a ringtone tomorrow. <laughs> teabag you with dankness. Yeah there've been many of pleasant surprises for me as far as various IPAs that we had over the year. The lie detector from Lithology comes to mind. Uh, yeah. That was
1: th- honestly,
0: that might be one of the surprises of the year. For
1: that's me. my biggest surprise. I mean, you know, the
2: double IPA that we loved like that.
1: Yeah. Um, how
0: there about are, you,
2: Justin? Yeah, there, there, I'm um, aside from that, there have been other ones that I've pleasantly surprised been enjoyed nose on this as well. Is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off even though I just pitched you to, to go <laughs> start talking, but um no, just the nose on this on the was, local too is fantastic. It's got that uh that dark sugar yeah caramel.
2: Caramely and uh raisin and
0: Yeah, it's it smells like it smells like holiday cooking. It it smells like holiday baking is really what it does. It's dark dark brown sugar, raisins, like that kind of stuff. Like
1: it really does. the The flavor follows through too. You get a lot of candy, yeah, in, in the flavor, but at the same time, there's a roastiness that balances out the uh, the the, the, the kind of I say harsh sweetness, but like it's an edge. Climb there's an edge to yeah, yeah. yeah, right. There's an edge to the sweetness.
2: Honestly, it kind of smells like a bag of ancho's to me.
1: Hmm, that's an interesting thought there. Let me see what we got going on. I mean, I'm
0: not getting ancho's, but you guys who grow the peppers
1: are definitely more familiar with them. A little bit, yeah. The, the roast is more. I think what lends me to to that side, but this is definitely a a good
0: tribute to um, a Belgian style. You've is got it, that Belgian yeast in there. Yeah. It's, this is
2: it's, not the greatest beer in the world. It's just a tribute.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow, we're bringing out all sorts of
2: the references. Today. That was deep. Um, yeah.
1: Yes, but you know that's interesting. We couldn't
2: remember the greatest beer in the world. <laughs>
1: That's very interesting so that you bring this, up the... So we drank this one. Instead. The Belgian thing is... You're right. There is a, a Belgian yeastiness to it, and Well, they it's, use and the it's Belgian dark. yeast strain yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, don't doubt. But the interesting thing is, though, I think that it's a case where you see dark, yeah. and then you taste some roast, and maybe you pay less attention to that. Mm. So we have to sort of think... I For me, I have to think about it a little bit, and I go, oh, yeah, there it is. That's that little extra something that I wouldn't have noticed if I didn't read the bottle.
0: Right. So now that I'm done cutting you off and derailing your thought process how was your thoughts on um on de- on palate development and such
1: so uh, three things come to mind one is definitely the ipa thing uh, or, uh, <laughs> uh, learning more about the uh um the different varieties of ipas in particular you know and you know i learned I, i've begun learning how to brew very very still very early on but i i read a lot about it and sort of how hops interact and that hops aren't bitter like they don't have to be depends on many factors. The other thing that comes to mind is you know I I've been able to narrow down the styles that I know that I'm going to like. Like a goza, I'm almost always going to at least enjoy it a little bit Right. unless it's
2: made by some tier.
1: That's well I mean again that's one particular one that cherry that cherry one was was a little weird horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> that, that 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 word is appropriate. So I very rarely say that but that is 100% appropriate. Right. But You know, Gozes, darker beers, uh, a pumpkin beer, you know, winter-style beers. I'm probably going to gravitate towards those. The other most, like, interesting thing to me was when you drink a bunch of these things, and it goes to, I think, what you said earlier, how hard it is to judge. You're sitting there drinking, like, you know, 12 beers in a category. Oh, my God. It's really hard to have one stand out. Yeah. I'm sure we've had some pretty phenomenal beers that I've rated pints. And yeah. it was simply because there's a lot of really good beers in that category. And as you drink more of them, you stack them against each other. And over yeah. t- over time, it's like, okay, that's good. But, like, I've had ones that are that good. Right. I so agree. I feel like going forward, when I taste something that I really like, yeah, I'm going to have to make note of it. Because I probably really, 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 really like that beer. Yeah. Like, I like like it. Like? <laughs> like? Yeah, like you, I like you're, like you're it. You're in deep like with like it? Like, I'm circling two on that note. Ooh. There you go.
2: <laughs> Um I mean for me Do kids these days even do that
1: anymore. No, they or just text they tech, just they, tech, they just yeah. send sexting. That's all it is.
2: They're sending nudes everywhere.
0: <laughs> On Solicited, Solicited GTFO. Unsolicited nudes flying everywhere, yes. all around us. Um which by the way, check your inbox later. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but balls. <laughs> Sorry. So many beers. Um for me, I think it's the thing that interesting to me is I think now I'm able to not just go and say that's a variety I like I feel like I'm a little more able to distinguish why I like it and talk about more of the characteristics that make it enjoyable to me and that's been that's allowed me to to change the way that I choose new beers to try and say okay this one is now i know more details about it and able to extract a few more details from the name from what the ingredients are and allowing me to understand more of how the beer is crafted so now that i feel co- a little more comfortable doing that i think i select beers more I, I think i'm better at selecting the beers that i know i'm gonna like whether or not i've had them before
1: i yeah, I agree that's sort of what i was getting out with the styles I, I totally understand that yeah
0: um, so I appreciate that as a skill for myself, but I also feel that that's a skill that I'm able to provide to other friends of ours that are not necessarily as into the beer or even family members and stuff that when I go, when we're out at a restaurant or we're out somewhere that I'm able to share that idea and they go, Hey, what do you, what's, what's this one? Hey, you like beer. What's the thought on this one? Like my constant predicament. Hmm, what's the closest thing to Miller life? Well, <laughs> That's not usually my predicament thankfully most of my um, family and my wife's family are at least will or of the few of them that will drink with me um, are able to appreciate different beers um, That being said, I think my family especially my brother is a big fan of beers for the occasion
1: right that's cool
0: um, if we are at a barbecue and we are playing a bunch of lawn games, there's going to be a ton of High Life. Yes. Why? Because to him, that is the appropriate drinking <laughs> beer for lawn games, which
2: he's pretty right on. Yeah, it is pretty, Look, it's a pretty solid choice. Uh, high Life is not the worst thing, but when I go, like, when I'm at, like, a German restaurant or I'm at yeah exactly Brick House with my in-laws or my mother, and they're like, oh, you know, you know what I'd like. My guess, yes, she'd like the street, street light, yes get yes.
0: them street light, um, but yeah I, I feel the same kind of way, and thankfully, I have a few relatives that or are mom
2: get the pills in there, yeah,
0: I'm able to you know uh, to recommend to them beers that they enjoy, and i appreciate, and I like being able to do that i'm a I, I aim to please, so that's my deep thought here
1: <laughs> it was deep i I enjoyed yeah.
0: it um now I think uh. We have not one but two more left.
1: We do. Ooh. I uh, I will I will go next. So I'll introduce my beer. So my beer comes from I think uh, one of the lesser known breweries on Long Island. I say lesser known because when I mention it to most people, they ask me where it is. But everyone should know where it is. It's uh, Destination Unknown Beer Company. Love their buddies, Brad co. and Chris. We talk about them a lot. Woo. They make a lot of excellent beers, sours, dark beers. Their new mo the new version of their Red Eye Mocha is fantastic. Can I interrupt real quick?
0: Yeah. Can I say that every time I've been there, they have some of the best playlists going on? Oh, yeah. I don't know who sets that, but, man, I don't think I've ever heard a song I don't enjoy. and know everywhere, too, and that's the place.
1: I have no idea who was there last night when I was there, but uh, there was a live dude there saying yeah. it very good. I'm nice. not, I'm not honestly, to be blunt, I'm not normally the guy that wants to go listen to live music. Right. Band, bands, I, I barely ever listen to music. Uh-huh. But this guy, we were sitting in there, I was very, I was enjoying it. Yeah. So the beer that I brought is in a crowler that Ooh. was uh, poorly sealed by Brad and labeled wrong and, la- and labeled it correctly, but we still love them. And uh, it's the the uh, their Fair Harbor. It is a uh, passion fruit wheat beer. Right. So I'm going to uh, crack open our crowler here.
0: Let me finish up the uh, local two that I poured. Oh my
1: God! I have no fingernails. I can't get under. There it is. Ooh, good crack. Good, good crack. crack. Um. I did I, I had a little bit of this last night, but I don't quite remember it. Oh my god, it's spilling everywhere. This is so poorly sealed. <laughs> Typically they're very well sealed. Um but uh I uh I think this is a, a fairly low A B V beer. Straw color, nice head on it. Convenient crawler situation. So my question is This
0: one's gonna be a minute for me, I gotta finish up this other one.
1: I had no idea what to think about doing my own podcast or not my own our own podcast when Kevin first brought this up. And I didn't know I'm very goal oriented. When I do things I kind of have a goal in goal. mind. Yeah, learn all the things. Right, pretty much. But I didn't know what like
0: Now you need to throw your <laughs> now you need to throw your jersey over your head and run around in a circle.
1: Anybody <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anybody <laughs> who thinks Mark can hold his alcohol is fucking wrong. It's just fact. <laughs> just straight fact. Guy pukes in his, in his uh, kitchen fucking uh, t- trash can every every chance he gets. <laughs> it falls out of chairs. I still love him, though. Um. Anyway. You have flipped your jersey over your head. And ran no, you should chair. definitely <laughs> flip your jersey over your head and fall backwards out of your chair. <gasps> Holy shit. We need a camera on us at all times. No, we don't. Yes. So... Anyway, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. <laughs> it's a gross skin tag. Um, I'm wondering when. For, especially for Kevin, because this was sort of his idea.
2: You know, I read on the internet that you can tie <laughs> that up.
0: I think we could just keep interrupting Justin as much as we
1: can. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my All God. Right, carry on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. I'm it's be okay. Good. I'm good. I'm good. This I'm is good. the whole a point. I'm good. Holy Christ. All right. So, anyway, I'm wondering what. When we first started this whole shit show that it's obviously turned into what did and i I can only imagine what mark is going to say about this but i'm wondering like the 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 initial goal like the thought process you know what what was it for you when we were we bought microphones when when we were like holy fuck kevin bought a microphone i guess we're doing this like what what was what did you think was going to happen
0: um i think i had two i I i had two visions in my head doing this one is the pie in the sky vision of like we're going to do this everybody's going to love it and we're going to be the go-to guys for long island craft beer knowledge which i think we have done to some extent but only to a very very small subset of the population as mark has uh mark has described um yes. and then you know, and, and and do some of the stuff like be able to go to events as media and go to and see the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like That's all the stuff that I really wanted to do and be able to do it, and this has allowed
2: us to do it, and I think that's been fantastic. In addition to that, though, I think we met a lot of great people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, involved that... I in the I will, industry. Well, I will say that that is the... That was the bonus that I wasn't expecting. Um. I didn't realize how awesome most of the people in the craft beer industry are. Um, The guys like Paul Comsic and the guys like Larry at spider bite and the guys like Andrew with L I B M E that have been so, and Dave at Bellport cold beer and soda that have been so, and 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 I'm missing people because I want to name everybody, but how they have just been like, Hey, cool. You like beer too. Come on in. Welcome to the party. And to be welcomed into a community like that is fantastic, and I really appreciate that. On the the other vision that I had was really just getting a chance to be doing this, and kind of exactly what I saw us doing is the three of us sitting around, drinking beers, while our ladies are having are entertaining each other and hanging out with the wee ones upstairs and we're all having a good time. And to get a chance to do that and make sure that we're doing that as we all get older and everything gets busier, it was really important to me. And so that I've got a chance to keep doing that is really, I'm really, really pleased that we were able to do that.
2: I mean, the biggest surprise or thing that I didn't see coming was uh, the ability to sit down. With, a lot of the brewers that we have, right, and just pick their brains, especially for the length of time that people have been willing to give us. Yeah, that, that's that's in order to do that. Uh, you know, starting off with the Brewers Collective, but we've also, you know, talking to Paul on multiple occasions at the Brick House okay. has been. At great. the end
0: of the day, he's the best interview. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs>
2: And uh, you know uh, Paul and Craig from Longbeard. That w- yeah, that was that a great was awesome. sit down, and you know hopefully we'll line up some more in the the next few months to hammer out that. I feel like, I feel like that is, I I mean I love sitting down with you guys and drinking beer, but I also think. Sitting down and drinking beer and talking to the person that made that beer is even better. And I feel like that's kind of where we really shine as far as value to our listeners. But they may disagree with me on that. They might, like, I know, like, Chris Kelly has a great time listening to us harass each other and... (laughs) You know, listening to Justin throwing his phone on the floor because ESPN is going.
3: Doo, 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 doo. Um,
0: I agree with you. I really love. it. It's like getting a chance to sit down at your favorite restaurant and talk to the chef and say, "Hey, how did you come up with that meal? And where did you decide to make that?" And to be able to do that and pull the curtain back like that is is awesome.
1: Yeah, I think for me, the um, the most surprising thing was how willing people were to sit down with us. I mean, even especially early on, like, um, you know, our first on the, uh, like, at a brewery interview was Brewers Collective. They weren't even open yet, and it was it was I didn't know what to think, and you know, especially as the guy who does the recording and the editing, I'm worried about how the sound quality is going to be and all this other crap. Oh my
2: god, man, you were so
1: worried about this the audio quality. Oh my god, that. that was te- that was unbelievable. Yeah, that was uh, it was it was that was yeah. You're right, I, I totally was, and it, it worked out great. And the crazy part was, I'm thinking to myself, man, I really hope this isn't a 20 minute interview, and it ended up being a, nine, a 90 minute plus interview yeah. that we chopped up into two parts. Yeah, and you know. Th- the best part for me is a similar thing, being able to go in and not be recognized cuz I don't care about that, but have someone when you walk in recognize you and then sit down and have a and talk to you. Not just on the podcast, but when we go into a brewery, somebody sees us, they remember us and I, I see so many of the the brewers like Larry and and at Dubco and everywhere really. They remember the people that come in all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. to be one of those people and then to get to talk to them and say, "Hey, what's coming up next?" and kind of it's not even an inside scoop it's just more kind of being part of the community like you mentioned has been really really cool Um, and how quickly we were able to do that it shows how you know how great everyone is because I mean honestly for them it's you know we're not we're not doing a whole lot we just care a whole bunch and we want to do more I think our main one of our main goals was to highlight Long Island breweries and we've done that and you know sitting on this table you know is a bunch of Long Island breweries that are all awesome all have great beer they're all different styles and yeah. they all made the uh the final four so yeah i
0: mean three of the four were from long island you know and all four are new york state beers yeah you know um and in the next year as we have tried to as we've kind of hit most of long island breweries i think it's it's time for us to start branching out a little bit and hitting some of the city breweries and we know that there's a ton in Queens and Brooklyn that we need to go to, and um, but at the same point, I'm also looking forward to maybe going back to some of the ones that not that we hit early on in the year, because at this point in the in the calendar, we're going to start seeing their repeats. Correct. But maybe it's time to start going back to some of the ones that we did more recently, and get their fall beers, and then we can maybe hit the spring beers and the summer beers. For some of the ones that we didn't get to early on last year.
2: Yeah, and at the same time, there's still more breweries popping up. Like Jamesport just opened up.
0: Which side note, I popped into Jamesport recently and I got a chance to talk with Jamie and I St. James, not Jamesport. I'm sorry. That was my bad. You said Jamesport opened recently, which is absolutely true. And I mistook that into Jamesport because I want to share this fact, and I'm going to share it. Damn it! Um, I was like, "Went Jamie from James from St. James, James. James." See what
2: you've done to me? You've put it in my brain. We've damn been me. drinking. I didn't do it. Yes. You're the one that conflagrated. Did them. conflagrated? Yes,
0: that's an awesome word. And that I <laughs> that I could say it. Dirt, 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 dirt. Um, So anyway, I was talking with Jamie from St. James Brewing. There you go. And he mentioned that he happens to have some buddies that are into scuba diving. And those buddies were diving some shipwrecks off of the northwest out in Oregon or Washington or something like that and found some old bottles. Beer bottles. Totes. It's awesome. They took those bottles ashore and now they are getting the yeast strains from those bottles propagated by some lab. I'm sorry, he told me the name of the lab and I don't remember what it is. It's something with a Q somewhere in there. But he is planning on brewing stuff that has some of those old E strains. There is an IPA kind of beer in there
2: and then there is
0: also a stout in there. Uh, I'm not
2: sure about the IPA, but I'm all about the stout.
0: Yeah, I I will try both of them just because I think the stuff that he that, You're right. I will try that try they the pr- iPod that iPod they as produce
2: well. is
0: pretty awesome. And some of the best Belgian stuff that I've had outside of Belgium. Oh yeah, it definitely. comes out of that brewery, um, which I finally got like when I was in there. That was the first time that I finally got to see it open. Oh, oh beautiful! That's stuff. right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. nice setup. So much nice shiny new stainless steel in there.
2: Was Rachel there as well? Or? Rachel was. She was uh, setting
0: up a tent at that moment, so she didn't really have a chance to talk. But gotcha. I said hi as well. It was good to see both of them, and I gave um, told Jamie how good his guy did at uh oh at the at the, the uh. At the craft class, yes, um, I said we tried to give him shit, but he was just working too hard. He, he, yeah, he, he couldn't even hear. <laughs> he. he was working too hard. He was pouring nonstop, so Jamie was very proud to hear that. Um, this beer that Justin brought, what was the name of it again, buddy? Fair Harbor. The Fair Harbor. Uh, it's a pretty tasty light beer. What is it? What kind of style is this
1: again? It's a passion fruit wheat beer. Passion fruit
0: wheat, wheat beer. It's. It's pretty tasty. It's got that little sweetness from the passion fruit in there, but a uh, little bit of bite from the from the wheat.
1: Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Is it sort of started off uh, a little sweet, and then uh, you know it gave you the, uh, I guess the a little bit harsher, but uh, a blue moon sort of feel on the back. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. After the um, the local
0: two, which was very thick and a heavy, a strong flavor, to have this to cut through is is a nice change of pace.
1: Yeah, it's a nice little intermission beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the new
1: the uh, one of the new yeah, ones they had on tap there. Hot dogs there. and everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's go at the lobby. Exactly, yeah. Um Yeah, this one this one's not bad at all. Nah, I I, uh, I enjoyed
1: it. No, I, I honestly I'm pretty sure that it was brand new on their board. Okay. So that's one of the reasons cool. why I picked it up.
2: It uh, it 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 doesn't do it for me. Nah. No. I mean you know, uh, overall,
1: not a uh, whippier guy anyway, right?
2: No, and it's... I don't know. There isn't, like, an astringency here. I don't know if it's the passenger food or what, but...
0: No, I understand what you're saying. I pick up some of that astringency. to the finish, the side yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. It, it hits the sides of your tongue, right? Yeah. And, yeah, kind of. And, and very and much how ca- you don't like citrus. I can see how yeah, you would it, like this, how it hits the same spot.
2: It just kind of hangs around there, and it, it's not pleasant for me. It's not... It's not my favorite beer from Dubco. Let's just put it that way.
1: Now nah, the best part though is like you know two weeks from now, there'll be another one in that spot. <laughs> yeah, oh they, yeah,
2: they are yeah.
0: brewing pretty prolifically there. They
1: just released uh, Four Science One uh, Point
0: Okay, what is this one? I Only One Point Oh? I thought I... they
1: there was yeah there was a One Point on front of it. I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, they had Two Point Maybe they re-released it. I'm not sure, but uh, they can't. Maybe it was the release in cans. I think hmm. that was it. They okay. finally they canned it. Because um, I know
2: they've released I don't know I feel like it's been like Eight for science beers But it's probably not that many
1: No I think it's I think there's three I think there's a four science There's a four science I think with pineapples And then I think there's a Four science 2.0 But uh, yeah I met uh, our uh, super listener Jack Yes um, Jack
2: th- Shout out to you
1: Cheers yeah, Absolutely buddy and, You're uh, a great man <laughs> And thank you for Being our beer mule <laughs> Being our beer mule Nice um yeah, he picked up a couple of uh, as a hophead, he picked up a couple of uh four packs of that last night, so. So uh Mark, two things. What uh what secret beer did you bring us and uh what is your deep thought?
2: So, I don't know if my th- thought is deep so much as a reflection. Okay, fair it's enough. More about how we've our format has sort of evolved and uh changed not in any drastic way but i'm no longer furiously trying to like flip through the bjcp style guidelines to quote from them yeah (laughs) like we did in back in the beginning and it was a really nicely organized binder though i have to say to a certain extent i feel like (laughs) our listeners benefit from that dying because I feel like we have a much more organic conversation
1: without that. I agree. Yeah, it's, um, I like order and rules and, you know, things like that. I, I, I am definitely in the, the minutiae of most things. That being said, when it comes to, to, uh, beer competitions, I will enter a ton of them because I'm, com- I'm competitive. But for those of you who aren't, aren't aware of what a beer competition is like. It's a lot like a dog competition. If anybody's watched Westminster on the USA network at Watch some best point the show a few times. Right. Yes, you're looking I mean, at this that's and where you're, like, I was gonna go. you're like, there's a Schnauzer over here, there's a Pitbull over here, there's a Saint Bernard here, and then out of nowhere there's this carn terrier weird thing. Do you you those, know,
0: the face on those are weird. Yeah.
1: So anyway <laughs> the idea is that you know you can have a beautiful dog, but his paws might be too big and he can't be shown. Things like that. These odd things that don't matter to most dog owners, those same things very rarely matter to a beer drinker. Does it taste good? You know, which styles do I like? Those, I think, are the things that for your average beer drinker are what they want to know. And I think those are the things that we, that we talk about. That being said, I think over time, we've all learned a lot about beer. And I think, you know, at least for Mark and I, we plan on getting certified in, of some sort at some point.
2: Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, yeah, we originally talked about July. Obviously, yeah. that is coming gone.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's over, buddy. But uh, that's that's quite all right. At some point, we are going to uh, to get there. But I don't think that's going to change the format of our show. I think it's it's the way that we talk about it is the way that I think that most, at least somewhat educated beer drinkers talk about their beer, and I think that that adds much more to the beer conversation than whether or not something has too many IBUs to be considered a certain thing.
2: No, I agree. I think all three of us have learned a lot in our adventures drinking. And really we're just trying to share the knowledge that we've learned while uh, continuing to develop our own knowledge base.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: And uh, as as far as that goes, right, the beer that I have for you guys tonight is from uh, Jackie O's, which is an Ohio brewery. And this O-H-I-O. is... Ohio! This is... uh you know, a few Buckeyes, sorry. <laughs> one of the ones that I picked up. I picked it up while I was out, again, for my mom's 70th birthday party. And this beer that we have here is uh, called Would ya honey. With nuts. With nuts. Yeah, and that's right. With nuts, baby. And, I felt the moment. And chin. from from looking at <laughs> I like how you cupped that glass when you did that. From looking at the, <laughs> the 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 assortment of Jackie O's that was available at the bottle shop that where I picked this up, they like putting walnuts in their beer. Walnuts. I don't know if I've had a beer with walnuts before. Well now
0: you do. Well so, I gotta say, walnuts are one of those things that like I like a lot in theory, but every once in a while it like you get one and it's a little too bitter and it kinda goes too far and you're not happy with it. So I haven't tried the sip of this one yet. It but.
2: appears to be their shtick though, because many of their beers are like with walnuts, with walnuts. This just says with nuts, but I assume it's walnuts based upon everything else. Yeah. stating walnuts. I'm just saying that with everybody that's now allergic to gluten all the time
0: and the nut allergies, you really backing yourself into a corner with having a beer with nuts in it. Just saying. There's going to be like four people I can drink it at any time soon. It's possible.
1: For, three of them are right here. So,
2: so Exactly. I mean, the, the reason that I, I went for this one, right? It's a wheat wine style Ooh. ale brewed with honey and aged in bourbon barrels with nuts added.
0: Well, you got the wine scent. You got the wine note right. When I... Uh... Took a swiff of this.
2: It smells like a barley wine.
1: What was the ABV on this? Uh,
2: eleven billion.
1: Yeah, eleven. Yeah, that's about right. Like I said, eleven <laughs> billion. It's not. Yeah, it's not quite fourteen, but yeah, this is a uh, barley wine esque. Um, the smell is a little, gives you a little heat from the yeah. uh, from the alcohol, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, the wine part is pretty pretty much on point. It is uh has a brandy quality to it.
2: Well, it's been aged in bourbon barrels for ten months. There you okay. go. Um, just to go back to Mark's
0: point on the. Um, okay, it says
2: a blend of toasted nuts, so there may be other nuts other than walnuts. Perhaps a cashew.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> maybe 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 a, a filbert, if you will. <laughs> I can't.
1: I was I was desperately trying to come up with the name of a nut, and I just couldn't do it in the moment. There you go. Um.
0: If anybody listens to the um, improv com- um, podcast of Hello from the Magic Tavern, there is a, a running joke of there's a sub-podcast on the podcast called Getting Nuts. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it's very terrible. But if anybody else listens to that,
2: We're Kindred Spirits, good for you. I think there's like six people that listen to that, so it's cool.
1: Yeah, and there's one of them here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Directly from the bottle, it says, Port into your favorite snifter. Check. Yeah, we did that. We're using the right glassware. Boom. And allow uh let warm, sip and allow your belly to surrender to the comforted embrace
1: of craft. All right.
0: Well, I'm going to cup this with both hands and warm it up a little bit.
1: And while you do that, let us know what your uh what your thoughts on Mark's uh uh semi-deep thought is.
0: Uh on Mark's reflection of um how we've kind of how our style of the podcast has gone. Um, I think it's good that we've allowed it to be organic in its development. I think we may have in the the first couple weeks, the first couple episodes, when we were less confident about what we were talking about or maybe a little more worried about what we were talking about, we kind of leaned on the BJCP guidelines and we leaned on things to say, okay, we got to make sure that we have more to talk about. And as we've kept going, we've our knowledge has grown, our base has grown, and our points of reference have increased. So we've been able to continuously talk about more and more stuff as we've gone. So I think that, or at least, maybe I'm projecting onto you guys, but at least for me, that's been a big part of, now I feel a little more confident speaking about those beers. And speaking no, I about, think that's an accurate statement. Um, I agree. The one thing I would say is, I think we've almost come, as you guys have talked about, wanting to do the Cicerone like, beer server certification and things like that. And we all did the off-flavor tastings. Um, I think we're almost coming back around to it. Not to the point where we're going to be judging based off of the BJCP, but I think we now have a better understanding of if we were to look at those again. I don't know what the last time you guys looked at them. But I think if we were to start to look at them again, we would see that we probably have a better grasp of what they're putting in there than we did before. Oh, definitely. Um, I I will say personally for myself, I used to read those and kind of go, I think I understand that. And I think now I might get a little bit more of, I know I understand what they're talking about there. That's just me personally. I don't know how you guys feel on that.
2: Yeah, it's definitely... I agree. There's certainly still some nebulous things as far as the style descriptions of the BJCP.
0: Yeah, I th- I think there's some there's some that they leave nebulous on purpose because they want to leave themselves wiggle room, and then there's other ones that they just kind of I think because they can't put words to what they want.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, and and again, I think that's part of it too. We're and. I recently spoke about this. I don't remember if it was in this episode or not, but I think we're all still developing our vocabulary as far as putting words to what we're smelling, what we're tasting. I agree.
0: And I think, but and that's kind of what I'm talking about is we're coming back to trying to find the vocabulary. And a lot of times I think we're finding ourselves using the BJCP vocabulary and now being able to understand the definition of it and apply it better. And that's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah. I think that we um, organically have come around to being, you know, thinking about it more on our own. Right. And then being able to express it better. Right. I watch uh, a lot of TV with my wife. It's kind of our, our hobby together. And we watch uh, like next food network star. And one of the big things they always tell them is love, hate that show. Me, I know me too. Me too. No one ever gets a show. So we have to tell people who are listening to us what things taste like. And I think over time, we've become better at that. Yes. I think we can always become better at it. But at least as far as myself, I feel like I'd more confidently be able to tell descriptors and stuff. Like in the beginning, especially for me, because I'm not as experienced as Mark and and wasn't as experienced as Kevin. I was trying to come up with words and I was terrible at it. And I felt very not confident what I was saying. But now, because of again, we've we've had like 150 beers. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you do anything 150 times, if you don't get better at it, just stop doing that thing. <laughs> just don't do it ever again. Like the American yeah. Idol people, like you've sang 150 times, you still suck. Don't do it again. I'm not going to sing. Yeah, but I feel like I've gotten at least marginally better at explaining what I'm tasting. And um, that's helped me in a lot of things, including you know, food. My you know, my wife cooking. I can tell her you know this tastes like this, and she's like, "Oh my god, you got it right! <laughs> yeah. You identified that spice."
3: Woo!
0: Exactly. Nice
1: so it was oregano, but it was re- right. <laughs> right, it was, was oregano it was, the whole time. It's basil. So for <laughs> me, Bae-leaf. that for me that's a bay leaf. Is that what you said? A bay leaf? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So for me, that's what I've I've gone gotten from this is an, a, a larger vocabulary to explain to someone what something tastes like, and you know it. it that allows me to explain to you guys and explain to other people what the beer I'm having is. And then also, when I go to now brew, I at least know what I'm going for. And now I have to learn a whole new vocabulary of what grains get me there, what hops get me there. But, you know, drinking 150 beers have given me a little bit of a head start in that area. I will say that I I, I agree with you
0: wholeheartedly. And I think... Uh, um the only times that I've brewed have kind of been kit brews that I've been able to just say like, okay, I'm pretty certain that this is what it's getting. And a few times I tried my own, my own recipe and I had something that was decent, but, um, enough to get me keep drinking craft beer, but not really get into it. And again, it goes back to the whole idea of, I can't wait three weeks or four (laughs) weeks or five weeks and then have it be shit. Like I just can't do that. Um, but I would just like to finish up with just saying uh, what is it that you guys would like to do or what's kind of your wish for the next 52? What what's? We did this. We kind of said, hey, let's just see where it goes. I think we have now comfortable with where it is. Where do we want to go from here?
2: I think we need to have a knife fight with beer today, beer tomorrow.
0: Um, <laughs> being that there's two of them and three of us and two of us are trained fencers i'm putting in the money on us
1: yeah i would say that uh we would have the money on us but yeah i don't i don't want to i don't i don't want to knife on anybody (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared i'm scared i'm a very large individual and i get aggressive at times but it's more of a bluff. yes fact um your vagina (laughs) but my uh i would say my goal for the next 52 would be to um I i would like to have our own uh I would love to share a tent again with L I B and me. That was fun at the Craft Classic. But having our own and um you know, potentially even, you know, maybe serving Mark and I's beer at it and you know, kinda of having our own thing would be nice. But in general, I would just like to do this again for fifty two more episodes. You know, I would I would like to be able to go into some more breweries and meet some more brewers and actually I mean to sound cheesy, to make some more friends, because I I genuinely feel that way. Like when we, yeah. when when I go to a homebrew event or when I go to we go to anywhere, we always have some friends we can go see, and you know they're they're always willing to either talk to us just generally or even get recorded. And it's pretty yeah. wild that that somebody we go, hey, you want? Can we record you on our iPhone in the corner? And someone's like, yeah, totally. You know, I don't know. I don't know that the next fifty two that sh- that that excitement or that that surprise will ever ever that will leave me for the next year.
2: Yeah. I yeah, I totally agree with you in that respect. But I feel like that is kind of my goal is to sit down with more of the brewers, pick their brains about their philosophies, their approach to their craft while drinking their beer. Absolutely. Cuz I feel like that is um words that is words yeah i feel like getting the the chance to do that and then being able to share that with uh you know those poor souls that have chosen to subscribe to our podcast (laughs) which thanks all eight of you thank you very much for listening but uh you know i feel like that is the like the pinnacle of what we're doing here. Like I love sitting down with the, both of you and drinking a bunch of beer. But when we get to sit down with somebody, drink their beer and then pick their brain about oh, yeah. said beer at the same time, I feel like that is like as far as I'm concerned being a beer aficionado or enthusiast is probably the better word. Yeah, that's the that, word. That, that's, that's, the, like, that's the best for me.
1: Those were definitely two uh, triple word scores. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, you're right. And you got to get the F on there. Otherwise, it's just a waste of points. <laughs> every, time you, every time we get to do that, I learn something new as a home brewer. But also, when you drink their beer and you go, they say, this is what I was going for. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, you killed that. Like, you yeah. hit that note right there. And you knew you were going to. Like, you knew that was going to happen. How did that happen? And you can extrapolate from there. So I, uh, I I definitely second that. I would say
0: my one wish for the next fifty two episodes is to get some uh, get some folks involved. I would really really love to hear from anyone who listens. Well, yeah, uh, I, I agree mean, with and you and, and and that's um, so it's not just so much of a. Uh, Mespatory beer conversation for us, <laughs> which don't get me wrong. This beer talk circle jerk is fantastic. Um, that's why I keep coming back, but I would really, really love to be able to um, hear what other people have to say and incorporate them into our conversation and be able to share this conversation that we're having at large. Definitely. So, again so if rate review us favorite us like us whatever you got to do on whatever platform you're listening that would be greatly greatly appreciated but above all that please you know send us a quick email tell us what you thought about any of the beers that we've tried ever and say hey this is what I thought about it. You were completely off. You were like, hey, assholes. Yeah. If you want <laughs> to you drop out, drop the most blue thing ever and just explain to us why we are so wrong about a beer, go for it. I'd rather hear that than nothing. Um, that, that's something that I would really, really like. Um, but yeah, just to keep going on and, uh, you know, the, uh, that the ship keeps sailing is all I really want. That's all.
2: Yeah, and if if you're like, again, Jack, thank you for now supplying us with beer for two episodes on your adventures.
0: And we got to give props to um, Matt. Also. Oh, yes. Yeah. Matt, LaSqua, uh, Matt out in uh, California. Has thank sent you us to beer Matt. Twice. Matt, remember next time.
1: Package your shit better, dude.
0: Yes. <laughs> Zip, uh ziploc bags for each bit be- each oh. bottle individual bag. Each bottle goes in a bag, each bottle gets wrapped with bubble wrap. Yeah, but uh he sent us beers from uh the Hermitage both. and from the Rare Barrel. Correct. So yeah. awesome beers on
2: both sides. Big time. So we, we are Be like them guys. We if you listen, be like them. There are not words to fully articulate the appreciation that we have. Both those guys for indeed thinking of us and giving us the beer, we appreciate that greatly. If you want to supply us with beer, we will make it worth your while in whatever way we feasibly can. If you want to, if you want bottles of some of our homebrew that you've heard us talk about, that you're like, hey, that sounds pretty tasty, done, no problem. If you want us to buy you some beer at one of the local breweries, no problem. If you want me to make snarky comments on your behalf, I can totally do that. If you want to sit down and drink the beers with us, we will do that too. We're pretty sure we can work that out.
1: If you want Jack to sit down while you drink our blueberry chili beer and he can't have any, done. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jack. I forgot. So I I think I want to close out by saying uh, I appreciate doing this with both of you. I'm sure you appreciate doing with me. I'm not going to ask you because I don't want to know the answer because it's going to make me sad if you say no. And, uh, you know, (laughs) cheers to everybody at home and cheers to Kevin's nipple.
0: Cheers. I'm touching myself. That's how happy I am. Somebody click my glass.
2: If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at
3: www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at BeertasticVoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.